Hello there, Bucks fans, and welcome to another episode of Puck. Oh my goodness, I can't even talk already, and we're just getting started of Bucktails. Yeah, I'm tired too. <laughs> it, it is that. So welcome to, to Bucktails. Uh, if you didn't hear that already, I am here with Wiley Henderson and then also Chris Keck. So welcome to you both. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we pulled off two episodes in a row. I know. Look at us go. Uh, so just for those that don't know, Wiley is the play-by-play voice of the Cranbrook Bucks, and Chris Keck is now the mastermind behind Kootenai Hockey. So congratulations on your rebrand. Thank you. Fun little change and, uh, you know, exciting time for hockey in the area with KIJHL playoffs right around the corner and obviously BCHL playoffs to follow. So uh, yeah, some fun stuff going on. Totally. So but let's jump into things here for... Our Cranbrook Bucks, we've got, uh, we're doing our classic thing again, reviewing the past two weeks, and then later on, we'll preview the upcoming two weeks. So we're, we're getting back into our, our regular routine. The first game, uh, two weekends ago, we had Alberni Valley in town, and then we also had the, the Vernon Vipers. So first, we had our game against Alberni Valley, which was a 4-2 loss. The Bucks had a 2-0 lead to start the game. And then four unanswered goals resulted in a 4-2 loss. Guys, thoughts on that game? Well, Alberni Valley's a really good team. Um, I thought they played quite well against the Bulldogs. I mean, that, uh, you know, the four unanswered goals, I mean, obviously you'd like to get a mulligan on that. But um, they played the Bulldogs quite well. And, I mean, the, they really didn't want to travel a 1,000 kilometers, lose, yeah. and then travel a 1,000 <laughs> kilometers back. Um, with that in their, you know, yeah, minds. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure they were quite determined to come out of here with the win. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty wild. I I heard that in, I believe it was your interview with uh, Evan Hammond, their play by play. Something to do with, I think they were supposed to play Wenatchee this weekend, but yeah. and then yes. Oh, so yeah, that's pretty wild that they came all the way up here for one game. But as far as the game unintended. Itself, <laughs> You said it was pretty wild, and they were supposed to play the Menachee Wild. Was the pun intended? Uh, no, but thank you for pointing that <laughs> out. You're welcome. Sorry, continue. You can have the credit for that one. But yeah, as far as the, the game goes, you know, we talked about it last episode going in. Like, this is a really strong team in the Coastal Conference. And it kind of reminded me of the Nanaimo game back in November where the Bucks were right. up 3 in that game. And then... Um, they ended up losing 6-3. It was a, a good start here against Alberni Valley, get the 2-0 the lead. But then after the first period, after the first intermission, the team from the coast kind of gets their legs going a little bit. And uh, like you said, it was still overall a pretty good game, but it was a, a team that had uh, a little bit of bite, um, pun intended, from the Bulldogs there uh, in the second period and, and beyond to get the win there. Yeah. And just stealing from your buck tracks here, Wiley, uh, it was – uh, the 90th BCHL game for Julian Frias, that mm-hmm. that game. So, all right, let's move over to the Vernon Vipers, which is uh, a Sunday matinee. It was just a weird, yeah. Everybody weird was time. Off, Everyone was off the off. ice. Yeah, it was just weird uh, that start time, um, and uh, it was also the skate with the Bucks after the game. So there was kind of a I don't want to say this, but like pressure of like. 
we want to enjoy skating with the Bucks after the game. So please win this game so we can all have fun and celebrate uh, on the ice yeah, together. It's, it's like losing on teddy bear toss. You yeah. Know, you, you just don't want that to happen. So, no. or be shut out. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so the Bucks, however, again, first two goals of the game, but then only Vernon only scored one. So the Bucks came away with the, the win. Yeah, it came very close to a tying goal in the last minute. Uh, Braden McIntosh can be thanked for that one. Save Absolutely. of the year candidate for sure. Ridiculous save. Yeah. yeah. Chris? Yeah, that was a, a really good defensive effort to get the win. Big save by Braden McIntosh, like you guys said. Um, really looking forward to hearing from him later in the interview. Spoiler alert. Or in the episode, I mean. And, uh, you know, that it's funny. That save that he made to preserve the win on Sunday against Vernon was something that we saw almost a carbon copy of last season. And it was actually Matt fleet who plays for the dynamite. Oh, yeah. He made a, it was actually a kick save, but exact same thing. Final minute. I think it was the Sunday afternoon game against Vernon. Matt fleet made a, a sensational save. And that's the first thing I thought of, but uh, yeah, just to, to, to button it down there and, and hold the the lead which is something that's been a little bit of an issue. Um, that was big. It was a good way to to cap off the weekend before the skate with the Bucks. Mm-hmm. Skate with the Bucks was neat too. That was that's a good time. So many smiles. Like it's just fun. I missed yeah. out on it. Signing autographs. Yeah, I missed out. I re- I was so planning to be there for it, but yeah, I, other stuff I happened. I saw yeah. some of the- like a great time. This, yeah, the pictures look great, and I still wanted to be there, so I'm sad I missed it. Anyway, moving on to this past weekend where the Bucks traveled to Prince George. Uh, again, we had talked about this last episode of, like, this was uh, games that the Bucks needed to win to start moving up the standings, and the game on Friday night, that was definitely the case. It was a bit of a wild one with a total of 11 goals scored but seven for the box four for prince george so guys your thoughts on that wild wild game um yeah it's uh it was good to see them score some goals again mm-hmm. um offense has been few and far between games like that have been few and far between too um and yeah jacob fletcher uh really lighting it up lately um you know he's had a really good weekend in Prince George, had a great game on Friday, particularly too. Um, and yeah, it's just, you want to see more of that. You want to see more of those big gold kind of games, but uh, also a little bit uh, more on the defensive side too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing. I think it was nice to see the offense, especially after the the two, one win against Vernon, where they played so well defensively. To then hit the road up to Prince George and and score seven was big, but uh, mm-hmm. like, like you said, to to give up four, um, you'd like to keep that number down, especially the next night when you weren't able to produce as much offense. But um, the Friday night game was at least good on the offensive side and for quite a few individuals as well. You mentioned Jacob Fletcher, um, so that that was that was good to see on Friday a little bit of offense, not a whole lot of that to go around. It seems like lately. Yeah, and Blake Cotton got uh, two goals, and then Malachi oh. Frey got his first BCHL goal. From center ice. From center ice. A good knuckler. <laughs> it was great. It was, 
those painful memories uh, brought up there for longtime Canucks fans. <laughs> Dan Cloutier? Going back to Nick Lidstrom <laughs> on Doug, Dan Cloutier. Yeah. Oh, can stop the beach ball then. Anyway, uh, the next game, as you guys have already alluded to, is uh, the Bucks. Prince George, understandably, lost the first game at home. They're going to come out with a little bit more tooth and nails to prevent that from happening. And um, again, the Bucks scored the first two goals of the game and then four unanswered goals by Prince George, and they came out with the win for, for two in that game. Yeah, I'm wondering if some of that has to do with only having nine forwards in the lineup for Saturday night, just kind of running out of gas up front because... Yeah, that's that's a tough hill to climb, especially after you've, you know, kind of had that long trip and you know, played a game coming back for a second one. But yeah, it's it's again playing with the lead, um, which has been, you know, troublesome for them this year. Um mm-hmm. that's something that's gonna really need to sharpen up. Um, you know, we're we're into February now. Um the games are getting scarce. Um the these blown leads are something that has to stop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't really have, have said that any better. You know, it's uh, it's just that time of year where, um, you know, there's going to be games where there's not as much offense to go around, and when you get those leads, you definitely want to keep them. So, um, yeah, again, I, I agree with Wiley. I think it was just a little bit of a short bench and and kind of ran out of steam there. But uh, it's definitely been a theme for a lot of the a lot of the year when they're when they're not able to string wins together, it seems like there's a lot of games where their, their leads are there and uh, they're just not able to hang on. Mm-hmm. Now for like the coming game. out with the, coming out with the split though, for two weekends yes. in a row, um, th- that's a trend going the right way that they want to keep up with. And Correct. the fact that they've led in all these games too, is also something to take into consideration as well. Yeah. That and is then- good. Yeah. Good that we we're able to recap two wins on this episode when the, the previous episode we were only talking about one win and I think, uh, you know, six games or, or something like that. So um, definitely better re- better results and and definitely the play, even when the results haven't been there, it's it's been better than mm-hmm. it was coming out of the Christmas break. Yeah. And uh, I believe it was Jacob Fletcher got an honorable mention because uh, he got four points this past weekend. So props to him. So good individual effort. Yeah. So he's he's looking good. And the one other thing that I forgot to mention was that Donovan, Donovan Frias also hit his 90th uh, BCHL game as well. Um, anyway, uh, enough of recapping. We're we're gonna hit it. We already talked about this last time, but now we officially official we get to welcome <laughs> the. the the five teams from the AJHL into the, the BCHL. So there's the Blackfells Bulldogs, the Brooks Bandits, Okotoks Oilers, Sherwood Park Crusaders, and Spruce Grove Saints are all members of the BCHL now. And they've started playing games because there's an Alberta division now and they're they're going at it. So uh, pretty cool to have them now on board. Okotoks. You crushed it that time. <laughs> Uh, so Wiley, I, I know you didn't get a chance to do the interview, but you, um, we have an interview with the, yeah. the league, uh, commissioner, uh, Stephen Cocker. So do you want to cue that up for us? 
Yeah, and if you look at the facts page um, about mm-hmm. the transfer from the Alberta teams into the BCHL, this is this kind of is an explanation of that, an extension of why the announcement came out when it did, uh, why the BCHL made its statement when they did, um, you know, with the information having been leaked and just wanting to bring some certainty to the situation. So um, Stephen kind of explains all that. Um, obviously, there's still some pieces to the puzzle to figure out as far as what the alignment is going to look like, but um, that's always part of the fun with these things, um, you know, the, the speculating and uh, thinking about the different possibilities. But at least, you know, some certainty from the BCHL commissioner here. And um, yeah, really a neat time for the league. Oh, yeah. And uh, by the way, the interviewer in this one, the communications uh, guru for the BCHL, mm-hmm. Jesse Adamson. Uh, handling the interview on this one. All right, Stephen. Well, uh, the big news yesterday uh, on Thursday was that the league has added five teams from Alberta, effective immediately. Um, The Brooks Bandits, Black Falls Bulldogs, Okotoks Oilers, Spruce Grove Saints, and the Sherwood Park Crusaders. Um, first off, uh, what was the thinking behind this move uh, to, to add these teams from Alberta? Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of continues the model of what the BCHL is about, and that's developing college hockey players. I mean, these these five teams coming in are, are some of the top caliber teams from Alberta, very well established in their communities. And, and we see it as, as going to be an instant benefit to our league on and off the ice. Uh, these, these programs, like our existing 17 teams, attract some of the top future NCAA college hockey players. So, you know, we thought it's, it's definitely a natural fit. It's a bit of an unusual situation where uh, we're adding them mid-season. How is that going to work? Um, how are they going to be integrated, um, uh, given that we're uh, already in February in the season? Yeah, so that, that was obviously, uh, you know, the, the main topic that came into play was how do we how do we maintain our, our schedule and our integrity of our, our championship, but also give these athletes something to, to play for, something that's exciting at the end of the, the season. So uh, we will have separate regular seasons, separate uh, playoffs and, and championships in there. We will have exhibition games, friendlies uh, between, between provinces that we think is going to be a great uh, teaser for 24-25. For and then at the end of the year, we're going to have a, a best on best uh, year end competition. Uh, more certain, more details to come, as you know. But uh, we're really excited about about that event and uh, what it's what it's going to give for for the players that have been affected with with the Alberta teams. Yeah, I just want to follow up on that. So when when it, the the information came out that the, this was going to happen, uh, or at least the process had started uh, a couple weeks ago, um, it it obviously caused a ripple in in the hockey world, and um, uh, particularly in Alberta, where these teams are coming from. So uh, why why announce now? Why not wait until the end of the season to make this announcement? Yeah, the. The, the league and the five Alberta teams wanted to be as transparent as possible. Um, when, when this, the information of this development uh, got out into the public, we felt we needed to be as transparent as possible with our decision. And also these Alberta teams, they didn't want to act in bad faith towards their former league, uh, their, you know, their peers in, in the AJHL and didn't want to withhold information. So we thought transparency was, uh, was very important. 
So we talked about the benefits uh, of the BCHL uh, for of this move, but uh, looking at the Alberta teams, uh, why would they make this move? How does this benefit them? Yeah, I mean, kind of, kind of the same. They see the world the same way we do. the The BCHL is the biggest producer and developer of NCAA Division One players in in Canada, and we've just taken another step in in our mission to to be the lead lead developer of of division one hockey players. So these teams now have the benefit of, of being a part of what we're doing in, in the BCHL and also being a part of, of what we're doing independently now that we've left hockey Canada. So I think they're, they're very excited about the prospect of future growth for, for their organizations. Yeah. That's a perfect segue into my, my next topic. Um, it's been, uh, a few months now, uh, so BCHL has been operating independently, their first season uh, independent of Hockey Canada. In general, how, how has that gone for the league? What have the early results been uh, of operating outside of the system? Yeah, it's been fantastic. I mean, the on-ice product has never been better. Uh, from, uh, you know, you know this, we, we calculate our, our success by Division One commitments, how many of our athletes are, are moving on to Division One schools, and we broke that record in December. We're going to uh, set a, a new record by quite a margin this year, and we think that that is credit to being able to manage rosters ourselves and and enhance our league, and and in turn create a better development league for for athletes. The one thing I would say is I think we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg because we have to remember we didn't announce till May 1st this year and and next year I'm really excited to see what a full calendar year of recruiting and, and scouting uh, our teams, our coaches put in and, and what that's going to how that's going to reflect on the ice. So believe it or not, there's only a couple months left in the regular season here as we're at, uh, very early into February. Uh, and then, of course, that rolls into the BCHL playoffs. We've got the, uh, the Alberta postseason format as well to be announced. So um, how, how, is it, how exciting is it to, to be a part of this league at this time of year, especially now that we're, we're kind of getting down to the, uh, the really important games here down the stretch? Yeah, this is the best, the best time of the year for, for anyone involved in hockey. You know, we're getting down to the final stretch of the regular season. There's a lot of close, close battles uh, in conference to, to make sure they get in, in a playoff spot on that coastal side. Um, so really excited to see how, how uh, the, the play kind of transforms down the stretch here. And then into playoff hockey, which as we all know is, is the most exciting time of the year. So uh, we're, we're extremely excited. I think this announcement, again, just adds adds to the excitement. We're now going to have two separate playoff paths that are gonna, going to be going on simultaneously, and, and it's just it's going to be an exciting time in the BCHL. Last question for you. With, with this announcement of the Alberta teams, we obviously know what the rest of this season is going to look like and, and into next season, but even bigger picture, even beyond that, with the, with the growth that we've seen already uh, in the on-ice product and in the, the amount of teams, quality teams, uh, this year, what do you see as the future of the BCHL beyond this year and next? Uh, what what's the big picture uh, look like for you? Yeah, just con- continued growth. I think we've seen over even before we we made the announcement to leave, we've obviously seen the significant spike in in Division One commitments and uh, our athletes getting more and more exposure. 
But just that continued upward trend, NHL draft picks, NCAA commitments over the next, you know, three, five years, even more, you know, we expect that those numbers are going to continue to rise and, and the BCHL is going to be, you know, challenging as, as the best college development league uh, in, in the world. And, and that's our goal. And we're going to continue to, to push to get there. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for your time. I know it's been uh, been a, b- a busy time for you, so I appreciate you making time and uh, uh, congrats on on the big announcement. Thanks, Jesse. Perfect. It, this is such an exciting time for the the BCHL and uh, and its expansion to become more of a a track for. Uh, NCAA players uh, or committed players. Let me clarify that. So, yeah. And Wiley, you had mentioned the the facts page. So, you know, the frequently asked questions, it's right there on the BCHL website. Pretty mm-hmm. easy to access. So if there's questions about like a lot of the things that we were talking about last episode of like, why didn't they wait? All yeah, and there. <laughs> I, I wish people on social media would maybe check that page out a little bit more. Yes. That's all I'll say about that. Yeah. Are you saying people on social media are misinformed? Um, almost <laughs> all the time, yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, there is fun research that shows that uh, misinformation travels a whole lot faster than uh, correct information on social media. So, just saying. Yeah. Anyway, let's, again, welcome to our new Alberta friends to the BCHL. Excited to have you guys on board. Uh, I got to meet a couple of people at the last uh, marketers meeting for the BCHL that uh, we got to to meet our new AJHL friends. So again, welcome Spruce Grove uh, Saints and the Sherwood Park Crusaders and the Okotopes Oilers and the Brooks Bandits and Blackfelds Bulldogs. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to the broadcasters out here that have been eligible for the broadcaster of the year award, um, looks like some competition coming in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the Alberta side, some pretty, some pretty uh, fun goal calls. Especially, I think the guys knew that they were going to get highlighted on social media for the first goals, so they all wanted to make it good, and uh, <laughs> most of the, most of them did. Yeah, oh, it's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get into some local Bucks hockey news. Uh, there's been uh, a lot of movement, which has been kind of the the theme the past uh, couple weeks. Uh, First has been some player departures, so we'll start with that. Uh, Bobby Bartel and Zion Green have uh, moved on from the team. And if I remember correctly, they're playing in the United States. So as I love the name Zion Green, I'm just saying. <laughs> but uh, so sad to see them go, but wish them the, the best in their their hockey future. Yeah, and from what I understand, Bobby's Bobby's situation is actually due to some sort of an injury. So, oh, um, all, all the best to Bobby Bartel. Yeah, you'll be missed, guys. And then there was also a trade. Uh, Evan Brown was involved in that, being traded away from the Bucks for uh, future considerations, and he was sent to the Surrey Eagles. I almost said Sycamore. Eagles, yeah. <laughs> like my KI days, but uh, to the Surrey Eagles again for for future. So, uh, some uh, familiar faces in the lineup the past couple of months uh, no longer here. 
part of junior hockey, unfortunately. Yeah, he he's going to a contender. Uh, so so yeah. good for him. Um, hopefully mm-hmm. he'll get a good playoff run. Uh, just side note. Um, yes. Being a road broadcaster at that Sycamus rink is a very, very tough night. Oh. <laughs> because I, of the fans or because of the, like, setup? It's very cold in there. Uh, you're okay. you're kind of out on a table, just kind of, you know, amongst the fans. And, you know, they'll, they'll kind of listen to you if your team's uh, winning and they'll give you the sideways glances. But, uh, yeah, it <laughs> definitely gets very cold and uh, a little... A little bit intimidating at times. Oh, man. Nice way of going to Fernie. I say at times. I, I, I mean the one time I broadcasted there with the Fernie Ghost Riders. <laughs> uh, awesome. Uh, and then we've added a new player as well amongst all this transactions going on. And we added forward uh, Nick uh, Capasso. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. If not, I apologize, Nick. Uh, and he's from Connecticut, so welcome to the Bucks. Most recently for the Colorado Grit, I just I love that name. That is an excellent name, Chris. I, I go ahead. You usually have some insightful things to say about new additions, so go ahead. Yeah, well, I don't have a whole lot on on um, Nick Capasso, but I was just going to say that it's it's fitting that he came from the Colorado Grit because. Just reading the news release that, uh, you know, and Ryan Donald sharing his thoughts, like it sounds like this is the type of player that, you know, as the as the line has been a little bit decimated of late, um, it's kind of a veteran player coming in that uh, kind of plays the game the right way. Ryan called him a good teammate, um, can contribute on both sides of the puck. So, mm-hmm. you know, talk about the time of year that it is and how important these games are. And then the playoffs are right around the corner. Like um, seems like just a, a player that can be really relied upon. Um for the Bucks, and then I just wanted to circle back on Evan Brown. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, the Bucks in November from Coquitlam, and uh, he was part of a really the best run that the team had earlier this year, where he was able to put some yeah. points on the board and and really contribute there. So I would say that the Evan Brown experience was was overall positive, but it's come to the point in the year where, um, again, he's he's going to a contender. He's going to a Surrey team that that's loading up and and they're number one in the league. Like they're they're ready to go on a run and. So it's good to see Evan Brown um, in a place where he's hopefully going to have a long spring. Yeah. And back to the Colorado grit. Um, yeah. Yes. I really hope that their main sponsor is a sandpaper manufacturer. <laughs> I All I can think of is like, I hope they have a mascot somewhere to gritty. Like that's. But no, I hope it's so a fin- power sander. <laughs> Oh man! I used to work with a lot of the eighty grit stuff. Yeah, that's great. I love it. Uh, I think that's it for Bucks news. I don't for transactions. If I've missed someone, I do apologize. But uh, I went through the past deadlines, and that's what I pulled up. So worth worth noting too. Uh, trade deadline for the BCHL, I believe, is February tenth. So just after this episode drops. So. Uh, we might have a little bit to talk about next episode as what tends to happen when we record. So, yeah, yeah, there was definitely a quite a bit of movement starting today. It felt like, well, and, and days, but lots of teams adding players today from, from around North America, really. Um, and I'm sure that'll just pick up for the next few days for sure. As we get into the, the, the weekend that we've already. Yeah. Or that we will preview, I should say. <laughs> totally. Well, 
enough of our voices. Wiley, let's get to our first interview. Uh, and that's with goaltender Brady McIntosh. Again, we've talked about that fantastic save that he, he had a, a couple weekends ago to preserve the win for the Bucks over the Vipers. So how would you cue that up for us? Yeah, we, we definitely touch on that save. Uh, not so much on uh, sandpaper grit levels. Um, but yeah, no, it, it was good to finally get him on the show. I mean, I think he's become a fan favorite since arriving. Um, rightfully so. He's been... He's really kind of taken the starting job and ran with it. Um, really some highlight reel saves and a huge part of, um, you know, Ryan Donald's plans to get this team playoff ready. Um, mm-hmm. I think it starts from the crease and out. And, um, you know, with Carter Captain and Braden McIntosh in between the pipes, it's uh, it's a good situation in the crease. And pretty, level-head, pretty level-headed dude you'll see too. Don't you mean here? Anyway, here we go. Well, Bucks fans, it's been a long time coming, but the man of the hour, the man with the power in the crease, Braden McIntosh, BMAC, how you doing? Good, how are you? Pretty good. Uh, great to finally have you on here. Um, I know it's been a short time, but it feels like you've been a fan favorite for years already here. Yeah, it's good to hear. <laughs> well, it's a city that's uh, become familiar with uh, pretty good goaltending. That comes uh, starting from uh, your team's current owner. Uh, yeah. But I digress. Uh, Braden McIntosh again. Uh, great to have you on. Uh, just, yeah, uh, thanks for taking the time. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. You know, we had a good day at practice today. And yeah. Yeah. And uh, again, a newcomer, but you've already really left a mark with the fans out here. Um, just how how has your introduction to Cranbrook been in the, you know, I guess it's only really been a few months. Yeah, yeah. I got here in November, obviously, and, uh, you know, it's been great since coming here. Billets have been great. Fans have been great. Never had, never played in front of so many fans in my life before, so that's been cool experience. And, yeah, overall, teams, teams and coaching has been great, and, yeah, it's all, overall, it's been fantastic. Now, uh, Milton, Ontario, uh, just uh, take me through, you know, kind of growing up in an area where, you know, outdoor rinks are all the rage. Uh, everybody obviously loves their hockey. Um, just th- how that helped shape you and your love for the game and uh, what brought you out to our neck of the woods? Well, obviously, BC is one of the top leagues for recruiting, if not the top league for recruiting to go to NCAA schools. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, starting out in Milton, Ontario, growing up, played for the Milton Winter Hawks, minor hockey program there. And yeah, from what I've heard, it's quite a bit different from your uh, the Bucks programs and stuff like that. Just travel wise, like the furthest we'd go for a game is three hours away, like just very different, right? Mm-hmm. Closest game is probably closest away game is like 10, 15 minutes down the road, so being from the Toronto area, you get so many teams and so many places all so close together. So growing up there, travel's been different out here, I guess, for me. Yeah, uh, I, I can see that too. You know, growing up in a populous area like, um, you know, Vancouver, Burnaby, um, yeah. we'd often have road games where the rink is literally like uh, in the same building, right? Like, yeah. 
So, and that that's, you know, after driving five minutes from home. So yeah, yeah I, I, I can see how that, especially where we're at too, you know, like yeah. Rick is kind of, we're a little bit isolated from everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so yeah, growing up in Melton, you get teams like Burlington and Oakville and Hamilton, and then you play the Toronto teams in tournaments, like even tournaments, like we go to Ottawa for a tournament and that's five hours, right? That's not, that was one of our far tournaments of the year, right? So it's, yeah, it's, it's been a bit of an adjustment, like the travel in the BCHL, but you know, it's the joys of junior hockey. So, so goaltending, um, you know, it's obviously not a stressful position at all. Um, you know, <laughs> Not at all. No. What, uh, I guess, was that always the goal for you? Did you, um, you know, sample as a player in minor hockey or uh, was it always goalie? So funny story. I don't actually remember this, but growing up, I was playing house league. First year out of Timbits, your first year of house league. Apparently, according to my parents, I got a hat trick or I might've even been two hat tricks in the same game, got six goals. And then I went up to my parents and said, Hey, I want to be a goalie. And then pretty much from there on, there on out, I was a goalie ever since. Played goalie my whole life. And, you know, it's it's fun, right? Like, you, it is a lot of pressure and a lot of stress. But at the end of the day, I like to consider myself and the goalie's the most important position, right? You don't have a good goalie, you're going to go down in the game and most likely lose the game, right? So... Yeah, and it it is a very important position, definitely. Um, it's it's funny work. I wanted to play goalie, and um, my parents said no. It's too much pressure. We don't want that on you. So that was that was the end of my goaltending career. It kind of ended before it started, but um, yeah, I digress. Well, um, it's also a very expensive position. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> when I was playing, you 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 could probably get away with making your own pads, but uh, yeah. Yeah, now now they're a little bit more finicky about. Yeah, not not so much yeah. anymore. Um, what's the dynamic been like uh, with you and Carter? Carter, of course, has been with the club for a little bit. He's you know seen the BCHL and um, yeah, obviously you know a great uh, kind of support area. I'm sure, especially for a newcomer to the team. But um, just how how has that relationship been for you? Yeah, so it's been great with Capper. You know he. Uh welcomed me in my first day here and uh yeah we've kind of been going back and forth like he got hurt there in january so i ended up playing quite a bit of the games in january but he's back now and yeah it's been it's been great we like hanging out with each other and yeah i don't know now uh, i i mentioned earlier of course uh, the team's owner and president uh, former nhl goalie and um i i know he likes to be involved um you know as the goalie coach and all that kind of stuff so just how how has that been too having that uh, kind of i want to say mr miyagi over your shoulder a little bit there <laughs> yeah nathan's been amazing he's uh he definitely knows what he's talking about we've been talking about a bunch of little adjustments that i can make to help me make more saves, make better saves, better quality saves, right? So you're not putting yourself in bad positions and stuff like that. But yeah, and he actually knows my goalie coach from back home too. So I'm sure they've connected and talked to each other a little bit. And yeah, yeah, he's been, he's been amazing. Big, he's been a big help towards uh, 
my my career with the Bucks so far. And was this, uh, you know, you're coming to the Bucks. Was this your first time in uh, this part of the country? Yes, yeah, it's my first time uh, west of Ontario. So, well, west in in Canada, my Right. first time west of Ontario. So, And yeah, it's how has that been for you? you know, it's it's different, right? It's it's different not having growing up in such a like you said a populous area. Coming to Cranbrook, it's nice. It's everything's a little. It's different. I don't know. I don't know what's different about it. I love the scenery. Scenery is definitely different. Scenery here is amazing. Being surrounded by the mountains, being surrounded by, and just like the fans too. In in the GTA area, there's junior hockey is not as uh, popular because you know you got the Maple Leafs and then the OHL. There's quite a few teams within 45 minutes of each other and then junior hockey there is just not as popular we're here we're the entertainment right so yeah it's Yeah, been and, you know, uh, seeing, you know, you guys in the community and that things like the skate with the Bucks, you know, and it, we've said this before a few times, you guys are like rock stars to the fans out here. And the that's got to be a neat experience for you at such a young age. Yeah, yeah, I joke with my parents saying like I'm like a celebrity out here and it's 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 pretty funny, but yeah, no, and we we love doing the skate with the bucks things too, all the players. We enjoy it. We enjoy we go into the schools and read to the kids and we enjoy doing that too. So yeah, being a part of the community is also uh a big part of what being a buck is, and I've actually really enjoyed that. So, you know, I don't think I get too much of a higher octave than uh, some of the saves I've seen from you this season, um, particularly our last home game against Vernon, that last minute uh, game saver, um, just kind of flying across the crease to get in front of the puck there. And you're on the highlight reels for that uh, all over the place. But um, I guess, do you have a style or um, like a defined style to your game or anybody that you kind of take after from the NHL? I, I like to say I have my own style. I like watching different goalies and trying to take different parts of their game. So, like, for example, I like watching UC Saros. He's a very small goalie, kind of different to me, but he's an amazing skater for a goalie. Like, just the way powerful skating, like, grabs his edges really well and whatnot. And he's probably one of the best, if not the best, goalie skater in the NHL. So I like to watch him. And you just, just because it's different, right? Like it's, and it's a good skill to have. Also like watching Thatcher Demko, he's always square to the puck and he, he knows what he's doing. So I enjoy watching him as well. Yeah, that's my number one right now, being uh, being a Canucks fan. So, uh, yeah, great to see him in the All-Star game, too. Um, but, yeah, he's been such a rock. Um, it's good to have him in there after, you know, years of Luongo and then that kind of gap in between. So we're back. Yeah, yeah, he's been, yeah. I don't remember, I don't think he won the All-Star game, but yeah, they were, yeah, I think the Leafs, the Leafs guys won it, but. Yeah, <laughs> you might be right there. <laughs> I, I think they just wanted to throw it for the, you know, hometown boys, right? You yeah, know, yeah, got to throw a bone I think, to the I crowd think you're out there. right, I think you're right. <laughs> All right, uh, Braden, I told you before we got on that we do a little bit of rapid fire. So basically, you know, I'll throw a question at you. Um, usually we'll keep it around like sports, food, uh, a little bit about the Bucks, some of the boys in particular. 
um, streaming things, music, that kind of stuff. A little yeah. bit of a chance for the fans to get to know you. So um, are you good to go on this? Uh, I think so. All uh, right, cool. Ready as I'll ever be. All right. So basically, yeah, just a question. You'll you'll hit me back with kind of a quick uh, quick answer, one or a couple words. Um, if we see something that's uh, interesting there, I'll segue a little bit. But uh, I do okay. tend to get distracted in the segment. So yeah, that's all right. All right. So uh, first of all, favorite NHL team? Oh, I like the Blues. Really? Yes. See, yeah. okay, I I had not <laughs> actually ever met a st louis blues fan that's this is kind of yeah. interesting so i'm getting segued yeah. right away um there was some good 90s battles uh 1990s battles between the leafs and the st louis blues in the playoffs so i and are, are your parents leafs fans my parents my yeah they're leafs fans okay yeah. I, my I, dad say, I wonder if that clashes a little bit with them but uh not really they only play each other twice a year so it's yeah. not it's not too big of a thing because different conference and stuff but yeah it's uh it's definitely a game we try and watch together when we're when they do play each other. Yeah, I always uh, really enjoyed Curtis Joseph with the Blues, and then ended up with the Leafs too. So yeah, kind of uh, dates me a little bit here, but I'll, I'll move on. Uh, f- favorite sport outside of hockey? Oh, golf and baseball. Um, I yeah, I guess you know, coming in here in November, you haven't been into any of the golf courses out no. here, but uh, there there are some beauties out here if you get a chance. I've heard, I've heard golf. Just in British Columbia in general is amazing. Yeah, there's never going to be a bad backdrop uh, when you're playing golf <laughs> in this province. That's pretty much a guarantee. And the drive will go further too because of the altitude, right? So yes, yes, yeah, out that's here. something you have yeah. to take into account, right? Yeah, that doesn't work out for me. I got a little bit of a slice. <laughs> I got to figure out the club head on my TaylorMade. Yeah. Um, so ba- baseball, you mentioned too. Uh, did you get out to many Blue Jays games growing up? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Our big tradition was we always went to the Canada Day Blue Jays game. Mm. And that was always they always had some sort of giveaway. Yeah. yeah. I had a red, red Bautista Canada Day jersey growing up and it's oh. still hanging in my room back home. So. All right. Um, I guess. We already did favorite sport inside of hockey, so now we'll, we'll get to you a little bit. So uh, your, your go to pregame meal. Oh, I like fettuccine Alfredo. That one comes up a lot. Yeah. Um, favorite music? Oh, country. Tough news about Co- Toby Keith, by the way. Um, yeah, that just came but... out today. Um, you got a favorite country singer? Oh, I, I like them all. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that's a pretty broad list. I work at a country yes. radio station. Yeah, so. yeah there's, there's, there's quite a few of them. So. Yeah. I, I guess Jelly Roll is kind of the big one right now. He's, he's big right now, yeah. Yeah. Did he win any Grammys over the weekend? Um, I think he was, I know he was nominated for best new. I don't know if he actually won. I, I remember him saying yeah. something about it feels weird to be nominated for best new anything at 39. <laughs> All right. So, um, back, back to you a little bit. Uh, yeah. what, what are you streaming at right now? Uh, favorite show. Favorite show is probably Brooklyn nine, nine or friends. A friends fan. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, yeah. fav- favorite friend. Favorite friend, Joey. <laughs> nice. That would be my answer yeah. too. Yeah, Joey. I think the uh, best. I, I quote Joey doesn't share food. Yeah, uh, almost every day, but replace Joey with Wiley, obviously. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my wife's We'd getting a bit tired of hearing. Do the same thing back home too. Do the Joey doesn't share food and 
do you have oh, a favorite uh, friends uh, favorite friends episode? Oh, the the one where I don't know what it's called, but the one where they do like the for the apartment and they're like doing the charade sort of thing. The oh, who like knows the... who better? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. with the apartment. Yeah, yeah. So that that one's probably my favorite. Yeah, I like the reaction after the midnight move back into the <laughs> suite. Yeah, that's a classic. Uh, no, I'm surprised I I don't hear too many Friends fans. Um, you know, younger than, um, yeah, I guess my generation. So that's that's good to hear. And Brooklyn Nine Nine, that's a good one too. Yes, yeah, very funny. I know, Ka- I know Caslow Ferner is kind of the movie captain on the bus. Uh, do you have a favorite movie for uh, going on, say, a road trip? Oh, we watch Kung Fu Panda. I love Kung Fu Panda, so we watch Kung Fu Panda, and that was that was a good bus movie. Um, did did you guys do a rookie idol this year, or w- were you on the bus for that one? I might I might have missed it. I might not have. Okay, yeah. I, I I don't know if you're a great candidate for best singer on the team to ask that, but uh, do do you know if there is one? If there is a best singer on the team, yes. Oh, I'd probably go with Jared Jared Smith. He's uh, he sings in the dressing room a lot, and I think I think he's pretty good. So. Okay, you know what? Actually, I've probably heard him now that I think about it. He's he 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 can carry a tune. Yeah, he always yeah, gets he... Uh, he always gets smartest player on the team too. So I'll, <laughs> I'll forego asking that unless you can verify it. Yeah, yeah, he'll. I haven't. I actually haven't seen him play. He's been hurt pretty much all the time. Yeah, he's had a tough go of it. Yeah, um, he actually yeah. is the all-time games played leader on the team too. Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's just it's just been a tough year. Um, yeah, you know, tough, tough year. Really miss him. Really miss him yeah. too. So, yeah. uh, I f- I forget who I was interviewing, but he had a, he has a billet brother, and he was actually sitting behind the interview while I was doing it <laughs> with them. And I asked, "Who's the smartest on the team?" And he kind of looks. I think it's him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Back to the team. Um. Fastest skater, or um, you know, uh, somebody that uh, kind of speeds in, uh, kind of scares you on a breakaway in practice. Scares not many guys scare me on breakaways in practice. I'll be honest. But, if you had to pick, if I had to pick, probably Julian. Okay. Um, hardest shot. Well, Donovan just won the hardest shot at the All Star game, so has kind of has to be him. Yeah, fair enough. I I know sometimes uh... Sucro would be close though. Yeah, because he he's got a pistol yeah. of one time or two. I know Loki can yes. pack Canada too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So probably I got to go with Donovan just because he won the hardest shot. But I think Sucro would give him a run for his money. Oh, fair enough. Um, favorite uh, road rink that you've seen so far? Well, I don't know if the fans are gonna like this, but Pentecton's rink is pretty nice. It's Honest, uh, yeah, a lot of people do go with Pentecton. Yeah. Yeah, so they have a pretty pretty cool rink, but yeah, yeah, I gotta go with Penticton. Not so much a rapid fire question, but did you have kind of a definitive welcome to the team or welcome to the BCHL moment? Uh, something that kind of stuck out for you in your first uh, little bit with the team? Well, I guess the first road trip I yeah the first road trip I went on was or guess the second. And we drove, we were on the bus for 17 and a half hours going to Powell River. I'm like, this is very different from back home, back where everywhere else I've played. So 
yeah, 17 hours on the bus. I'm like, like, that's uh, from Cranbrook to Powell River. That was a fun time. Yeah. Yeah, and a uh, hell of a road trip there, too. I think uh, coming away with all six points and... Uh... Yeah, yeah, that was, uh, it was a good weekend overall, I guess. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll get back to the team a little bit here now. Um, playoffs on the horizon. Uh, it's hard to believe that it goes, it goes by so quickly, really the season, um, already into February, midway through almost, uh, playoffs again coming up. Um, what's kind of been the coach's messages, um, you know, to get a little bit more consistency in the, you know, up to the finish line here for the regular season. Let's just play as a team. We got to do everything as a team. We win as a team. We lose as a team. It's it's pretty much the building block for you. You win together, you lose together. We're all like brothers in there, right? So you gotta we gotta trust each other, and that's really. And I think if we can do that, we'll we'll be pretty successful in playoffs. And I know I've I've worked on teams where the results have been you know up and down a little bit. Um, sometimes I've seen those teams kind of collapse at the seams but it seems that this group uh is very together and really adept to taking adversity head on is would you say that's correct yeah we like obviously we get up for the big games against the good teams but we also we play hard against everybody right we gotta play do our best against every team because two points is two points regardless of you're playing Penticton or you're playing Cowichan I guess so yeah, you gotta we do it all as a team and hopefully going into playoffs we'll come together and make a good run. Now I wish I was a little bit more technologically inclined. I, I wish I had the clip up of that save you made against Vernon in the last minute, uh, in that last home win, but um I, I, I know it's still probably fresh in your mind. Um just Take us through kind of the intensity that goes into like a moment like that, um, you know, when the game's so close and, you know, you kind of know you just saved uh, your boy's bacon. Well, I was saving my own bacon, really. So <laughs> they got the, obviously they, uh, it was an intense moment, right? It was end of the game, we're up by one against a good team. Vernon's a good team, right? Team we might see in the first round of playoffs, so. We had that in mind going into it. We were wanting to play it like a playoff game. And uh, yeah, I was screened. I couldn't see. I heard something. I heard the stick hit the ice, so I dropped like it was a shot. And then out of my peripheral, I see the puck go to the guy back door. And he stopped it for a second. I'm like, I just got to get something in front. So I stuck my glove out and then dove the rest of the way, tried to get every something in the way as much as I could get in the way and I shot it right in my glove and yeah it was I don't I don't know if you've seen the replay but I think my actual call was did he save that like I had to ask <laughs> like Darren next to me like did that actually just happen yeah. it was it was really unreal um and I know something that the fans really appreciated and uh no it was it was just a it was a fun moment and uh really a fun game to call that one um obviously you being a yeah. huge part of that yeah, yeah, I watched it a couple of times, so I heard I heard the call, but <laughs> yeah, I watched it back. But yeah, yeah, it's uh, my my eyes deceived me a little bit. It uh, it took a minute to register that holy crap, that just happened. But uh... the first time I saw it on replay, I'm like, oh, that was missing the net. And then you watch it a couple more times, especially from the overhead, you can see that it was probably going 
right in the net. Yeah, so. no, he had he had a beeline on it for sure. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, yeah, uh, good, we, good I, I'll start do. to wind down a little bit, Brayden, but uh, yeah. just um, one one of the questions I always ask the boys heading out: um, billets are such a huge part of you know, making this program work, uh, making sure that you guys are being looked after well and that you're housed and all that kind of stuff. Um, if you could just a little bit about your billet family, how they've been to you and, uh, yeah, just how, how it's been going. Yeah. Uh, my billets have been amazing. Obviously they, they cook dinner for me. They make free game meals. They, they pretty much, yeah, we watch, we love watching the Canucks play. And when the Canucks aren't playing, we're watching the flames or the Oilers or, we're watching something we watch we pretty much watch a hockey game every single night and yeah it's been amazing they're a big help obviously they help they let me live in their house they let us come into the, all billets they let us come into their houses they feed us you know and just really appreciative of that and yeah mine have been amazing i don't know i lost for words i guess <laughs> yeah i saw it happening there yeah uh, that 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 says a lot about them though and uh, i know we've been blessed with really great billet families here um just throughout cranbrook's very young existence so far in the bchl yeah. yeah um last one i always like to leave with brayden um if you got a message for the cranbrook bucks fans out there what would that be well just that you guys are amazing we appreciate the support every home game you know playing in front of 2000 fans at night 2300 or whatever that range there it's it's amazing there's no better feeling than skating out on the ice you hear your name getting called and you just hear all the fans cheering and clapping and yeah it's amazing really so well it's it, it hasn't been long but you're already uh kind of the fan favorite around this neck of the woods and it's been really cool to watch um really fun watching uh, you play and calling your games and just uh, seeing you get more and more comfortable with the team as the season goes on so hoping for more of the same in the next few weeks because man they're going to need you out there yeah well, well we're hoping to get to continue the success on the ice and keep getting those points and hopefully climb the standings a bit before playoffs so all right, there you have it, Bucks fans. The puck stopper, Braden McIntosh, number one. Thank you, Wiley, for that interview with Brady McIntosh. Brady. Uh, oh, Braden, I have Brady written down. That's why I messed up. I forgot the end. Sorry. Here I go. I mocked you for saying, uh, it, as it you'll see. It is a YM. It is a YM. <laughs> And I'm fucked up, so that's all right. We're human, so yes. Thank you for for that, Wiley. Uh, just before we get to the the next interview with uh, Jordan Murray, uh, Chris likes podcasts, not just creating podcasts, but also listening to podcasts. And he's you on were one list- too. He's uh, yeah. Uh, so. Uh, you were listening to the 32 Thoughts podcast from Sportsnets, and you have a couple observations you wanted to share with us. Yeah, just something that came up that relates pretty, you know, it's pretty relative to the BCHL and kind of college tracking hockey. And at this point, it's still pretty new. But uh, yeah, on the 32 Thoughts podcast with Jeff Merrick and Elliot Friedman, they reported that uh, 
there's some serious discussions going on about CHL players um, reserving their NCAA eligibility, um, meaning that they could still go the NCAA route after playing major junior hockey in Canada, which has never been allowed before. Um, previously, if you played one game major junior, you were no longer eligible for NCAA. So it's definitely in the early stages. They were talking about uh, on the podcast that uh, it's possibly going to come down to a vote this summer between some of the colleges, the organizations, about which direction they want to go. It's not the first time it sounds like that this has happened. It, it I guess, happened back in the 80s or so as well. Um, but yeah, it kind of rel- it's, it's relative to the BCHL and, and obviously how they've um, really streamlined themselves as the, the number one college tracking um, league in in Canada. And there's you know possibly going to be some changes coming out of it. What what we don't know, but uh, yeah, just something that's fresh and and something to keep in mind going forward. It does kind of point to a possible, just kind of an evolving situation for junior hockey um maybe just finally seeing some changes that maybe are a bit overdue mm-hmm. um but um at, at the same time it's as long as they get to play re- like like you know as long as they get yes. to play as long as they get their exposure um you know as long as you're you know at that level i'm i whatever right <laughs> that's uh, that's my take on it as long as i get to call hockey games yeah, exactly. And it's, you know, I again, I feel very similar, you know, could this mean that the BCHL loses some players to the to the CHL in the future that can still go the NCAA route? Yeah, absolutely it could, but there's also going to be more players ready to fill the spot. So it's uh it's just another evolution. Obviously the league has changed a lot in the last 2 to 3 years and um there's going to continue to be changes. We've seen that happening, you know, this week and uh yeah, there's just uh as you said, I think there's the the landscape of junior hockey in Canada has been kind of rocked and it will continue to be rocked. It, it sounds like going forward. Uh, and fun fact, just because I have it in front of me, uh, the Canadian hockey league uh, president, uh, Dan McKenzie is ranked number 31 of a hundred people of power and influence. According to the hockey news. I wonder where I'm at on that list. I bet like some, whatever it is, I bet it's like five digits at least. So not 100. So we're looking at the 100,000 most powerful. Yeah, I'm talking like yeah, 10,000, possibly, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, getting close to the 100s. Yeah. Uh, 100,000 people. Low 90s. Influence and uh, Wiley is in there in the 900 or 90,000s. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, so, funny, somewhere sorry. between Les Averman and uh, one of the extras from the Hawks of the first Mighty Ducks movie. At least you know your place, which is important. Oh, awesome. Okay. Uh, thanks for that tidbit, Chris, because it's it will be interesting to see how that evolves. And, um, of course, we'll touch base on it when when we get more information about it. Uh, so let's move on to our next interview, which was with Jordan Murray. Uh, Wiley, you got a chance to Zoom with him and have a chat. So how about you tee that up for us? Yeah, and... You know, when the Bucks started the season, they had a very, very young defense group, not a whole lot of junior A experience. And uh, Jordan was one of those guys that Ryan brought in who had picked up that experience with the Portage Terriers, a, you know, very storied MJHL franchise. Um, so he had racked up some minutes there and uh, came here. And yeah, once 
they, you know, that was right around the Evan Brown trade, I believe, too. And um, once those two came in, you saw them start to right the ship a little bit, so to speak, where they got on that little bit of a good run before uh, Christmas break. So Jordan, Jordan, I think, was a big part of that and a big part of the stabilization of the blue line that we've continuously been seeing. I mean, um, mm-hmm. you know, the results haven't always been there, but I would say that doesn't really rest on the work that the blue line has done this season. And Jordan's a big part of that. Bucks fans, I am here with Jordan Murray, defenseman for the Cranbrook Bucks. Obviously, Jordan, it's been a minute, uh, well into the season now, but great to have you on here finally. How you doing? I'm doing great. It's, it's awesome to be on here. It's uh, kind of always been seeing you around the hallways, but not 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 a lot of words between us. But yeah, it's uh, it's great to kind of have a little chat between us for once. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know, I'm always usually when you come by, uh, I'm waiting for Ryan to come out and kind of forming my questions in my head. So, um, yeah, it doesn't always get too chatty. And then just uh, you, Sucro tries to grind my gears a little bit on the way out. But uh, that's neither here nor there. Hey, Bryce, how's it going, by the way? Um, but Jordan, um, your first go around with the Bucks coming in midway via trade, I believe, from Portage uh, in the MJ. So, um just tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, growing up in Manitoba, um, how that kind of shaped your love for hockey and how you ended up in our neck of the woods. Uh, it's kind of just kind of born, born right into the typical Canadian hockey family. You know, we all, all grew up playing. My dad always, always had us on skates at a young age and kind of skating around. And yeah, I always just was at the rink watching my brothers playing hockey and then kind of started playing myself and just kind of always had that love building up for the game and was always around it. And yeah, it's kind of just, just kind of built in right from when I was born. And then, yeah, just grew up playing, kept playing it, still love it and kind of worked my way up, got to junior. And then obviously I had my last, my last season in Portage and I don't know, this started this, started this year like that team was definitely their belt pretty well and I think they'll they'll have a good chance at the at the cup for them but I just thought kind of coming to Cranbrook would definitely help me kind of development wise just kind of the way way it's placed and kind of the skill that's that's all around the league it's definitely a good spot to be in and Cranbrook kind of just caught my eye the way the way Ryan kind of just viewed things and the way he coaches and talking to him, it just immediately felt like the right place to be is just coaches treat you well and they just want nothing but the best for you. Yeah. And coming from a great program like Portage with so much history to a relatively new program like Cranbrook, I guess it was a little bit walking into the unknown. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming anyways. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, my, I was, I was familiar with the league. My brother played here for half a half a season and kind of the COVID era as mm-hmm. lots of people did, but yeah, I mean, I knew a couple faces or a couple names that had played here before and yeah, it was just kind of a way to way to get to the BCHL. And I liked, liked what I heard, liked what I had seen. I watched a couple games and just felt like the right fit, even if it wasn't kind of your, 
historical organization. It's newer, but I don't know. It just it was a, it was a good fit. Have you ever had you ever been out this way before? I know you. We were talking off air. I know your parents met in Vancouver, going to school. But have had you been out to Vancouver or BC much? Um, I had been to BC a couple times just because, like, I have my mom grew up in Surrey, so right. we still still have some family in Surrey. But I actually was here, I think five five and a half six years ago because mm-hmm. my older brother he was here for Kootenai Ice Camp. Okay, so I, I made the I made the trip out with uh, him and my mom, and yeah, I was here for here for a few days, and it's kind of funny that I brought myself back here, but yeah, yeah, the Kootenai Ice that takes me back a little bit. Um, you know, I like to say I worked for that team for portions of two calendar years, <laughs> twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, and then they moved away to Winnipeg. But yeah. it is what it is. But um, obviously, you're here now. Um, just. Tell me how it's been. I know the season has been a little bit uh, peaks and valleys here and there, but uh, just how you've been able to blend in, um, you know, and grow your game. I know I see you a lot before the games. Always a smile on your face. Uh, seems like you get along with the boys really well, too. Yeah, I mean, moving away, like a few provinces is, I mean, obviously it's going to be tough for anyone, but mm-hmm. I think the way these guys just kind of welcomed me in was really nice and I mean, I, yeah, right away, it, it was just, it was good to be here. I always loved being at the rink and it was a bonus just how, how good the guys were. And I think, yeah, like I showed up and whatever they, they we had, we had a little losing streak going and then we won and we kind of right before Christmas built it, built it. We started going and then kind of came back and kind of went in a slump again, but like it is, is what it is. We, we had a little player segment that we did with each other and really kind of connected as one and I think the overall the overall vibe in the in the dressing room has been a lot a lot more glued together like mm-hmm. they were still always good before that but I think there's just a whole different outlook from the from the boys in the room and I think what I really can say to a lot to the box fan as I fans is like there's nothing nothing but up from here with the overall mood around the room and I think what what this team can do is miles ahead what lots of people can't like may think around the around the league but I think individually lots of us have grown skill wise like for me I kind of I showed up and I was feeling myself a bit and then once you kind of get that settle in phase where you're like not you're now thinking about stuff it took me a little bit to find it again, but I'm, I'm personally finding my groove again. And it helped that our coaches like Ryan and Colin and Josh, they just never stop believing in the others. Never, never any moment that they have like doubt in you. They always push you to be better and believe that you can be better. And that, I think that really helped me kind of push myself forward and kind of find that groove again. And then, yeah, just the way they help you individually is kind of, also helped us as a whole group just yeah like i said everything's kind of just starting to click right now and i think there's nothing but up from here now if you were to compare your game to maybe somebody that people might know out there say an nhl player or anything um who who would that be in your estimation um i think i could i looked at the nhl i definitely go through i mean obviously there's like I'm a defenseman, but I could go through a few 
that I like to kind of watch. I don't really have a guy that I can say I would compare myself to, but like guys that I like to watch a lot. And obviously like the Quinn, Quinn Hughes, Kale McCarr, like all those type of players. But I really like to focus on like, I like watching Miro Heiskanen a lot. Mm -hmm. And uh, Asmus Dahlin, I just like the way, like the poise they have and the way they can move around the ice is just like Rasmus Dahlin is the, probably the most, most poised in the league. He's an unbelievable skater. He's great with his hands and his feet together. Like, and then Heiskanen has got a lot of, he's got a powerful stride up ice. And yeah, I just take, I take lots from those guys. And then obviously I'll throw in a Canucks game. That's my favorite team. So I'll just, I'll zero in on Quinn Hughes any, any night. Same with, Kel McCarr, but yeah, I, I really like to watch Rasmus Dahlin and, and uh, Miro Heiskanen. Yeah, it definitely checks out that you're going with uh, kind of speed stick handling guys because you can see that is a huge element to your game, um, particularly for the zone outs. Um, you're poised with skating the puck, and we've been able to see that really grow from the broadcast booth, at least um, since your arrival to Cranbrook. So yeah, no, that, that definitely checks out. And um, I guess I kind of answered the question here, but if you could speak to your game, um, just what fans have been seeing, what they can expect to see out of you, maybe if they haven't been to a Bucks game yet, um, kind of your MO, your strengths. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously, like you said, like kind of just my my skating, overall skating ability, I definitely is, I definitely think is my biggest strength. I think just, I mean, my dad always focused heavily on on my brothers and I just putting us through skating drills. I mean, that was his biggest thing. And obviously it's worked for worked for me and my brothers. Like we're all really good skaters. But yeah, I think skating is definitely my strongest, strongest point. And then I think I'm pretty good with uh like when I have the puck on my stick, I definitely have a lot of poise like pretty good amount of poise and can see the play really well and see what's developing and and then definitely like my kind of straight away straight away speed when i can get going like making give and go plays that hockey iq piece definitely has kind of helped me along my hockey journey a lot and i think that's a key piece in in uh in my uh skill tool stool tool case and then I think kind of just my defensive defensive mind. I think kind of once I get into one-on-one battles, I just I want to beat the guy and that overall competitiveness. And I just really want to lock down. Obviously, you don't want to get scored on. So, yeah, that overall competitiveness and like one-on-one defensive battles, I kind of just I like to lock in and don't I don't want to lose to the guy. So that's definitely my strong points is my overall defensive mind that way all right i told you a little bit before we started the interview that i'd hit you with a little bit of uh, rapid fire questions so basically i'll throw you a question just a real quick uh, couple word or one word answer back and like i said if there's something that uh, we have a commonality on we'll probably segue into something and yeah i probably asked the same questions over and over again so hopefully they gave you a little bit of a preview what you expect but uh are you ready I got, I didn't, I don't have any notes uh, uh, prepared. I, I didn't talk that's, to any of the boys, so we'll see if I'm go. No, that's the point. You don't want the notes. It's got to be, uh, you know, from, from here a little bit, yeah. which can be dangerous if I'm answering, but I'm asking. So that's a good yeah. thing. 
All right. So easy one first. I know your favorite uh, team is the Vancouver Canucks. Your favorite uh, player on this year's roster. From the Canucks? Yeah. Uh, Quinn Hughes, easy answer. Mm -hmm. All time. All time from the Canucks. Uh, Roberto Luongo. Oh, man, that's a good choice. Yeah, <laughs> no, he, he was awesome in his heyday. I really enjoyed watching him. I'm happy to see that he got the Ring of Honor this year, too. Yeah. All right, so looking to the Bucks, uh, funniest guy in the locker room. Funniest guy in the locker room. Uh, probably Jaden Fawchuk. Yeah, I've I've heard that one come up a few times. And he likes likes to have a laugh. So, uh, prankster is there a prankster on the team? Probably also Jaden Fawchuk. <laughs> Has he had any beauties that uh, are you know PG friendly that we can talk about on the show? Uh, it's kind of just he just does a lot of little things, kind of messes with your stall. It's just kind of on the daily. Just does does the usual things, but. It's just constant with him, and it's everybody always gets a good laugh. Kind of, if it's towards you, then you kind of get stressed out if you hit something from you. But it is what it is, and yeah, he always he always just likes to br brighten the mood and have a good laugh. Uh, looking at yourself now, uh, musical genre. What's your favorite? Uh, definitely rap, rap and hip hop type type songs. Yes, no, same same here. I'm a kind of an old school hip hop head myself. Um, do you have a favorite rapper right now or a favorite old school rapper for that matter? Uh, old school rapper. I'd probably go with like 50 cent, 50 cent. I like a lot. I, I'd like to bump him a bit. And then right now, yeah. ooh, right now I, I got, I got quite the list. Probably. I'd probably say like little, little baby or like money bag. Yo, I mean, they're weird names, but I don't know. It's just kind of, I could name off a long list if I wanted to. Yeah, I, I think I stopped liking newer rappers around when Napster came out, which uh, predates you a little bit. But yeah. <laughs> 50 Cent's definitely on that list. He's one of my yeah. favorite, too. I know uh, Get Richard I Try, and that was hot when it came out. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, what are you streaming right now, um, if you're streaming anything, uh, as far as TV shows, things like that? Uh, I just ran through a show, I mean... Obviously, we have our all long, all our long bus bus rides, but mm -hmm. uh, Apple TV show is called uh, Swagger, and I just okay. ran. Uh, it was a pretty pretty good show about a young basketball star kind of coming up, kind of just speaks to the athlete side of me and what what you got to go through as an athlete. All right, um, going back to the Bucks a little bit here, and I, again, this is one that's come up a few times. Who's the smartest on the team? Probably, like a popular one would be Jared Smith. It's pretty pretty, pretty much popular. everybody says Jared. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right on. I'm doing a, a piece on him, uh, an article in a little bit, so I, I kind of take a poll on, uh, you know, that question, and yeah, it's yeah. basically been unanimous. Yeah. Right. Um, your favorite memory so far with the Bucks, and I know the sample size is small here, but definitely a lot of road trips and games to draw from. Uh, what's been your standoutable moment? Um, probably our postal trip when we went three and zero in those three away games. Just the way everybody bought in. I mean, we won every single game in overtime or shootout, which is ridiculous, but 
we had to go to extra times every single one of those games. And I mean, we pulled it out and we won all three games and that was just an unbelievable feeling to be on the road and do that. Yeah. And weird stat from that one. I think it was zero minutes, zero seconds with the league and a perfect three and no record. Like uh, yeah. the resilience that you have to have to pull that off and just the marathon of games. I mean, you guys must've been sore by the end of Surrey. It's definitely, definitely a long trip, but we pulled it out and got those three wins. All right. We'll end rapid fire here, but uh, thank you for being a willing participant. Um, back to the bucks a little bit though. Um, just uh, tell me a little bit about this group, um, some new blood in the lineup, including yourself, but uh, even a lot of, uh, you know, back and forth since, since you joined the team, has that been a little bit hard for you as a newcomer to, you know, find footing in gel? Um, not terrible. I mean, last year I was on a team that was, it was almost a revolving door with guys. So I was almost, almost used to it. So yeah, I mean, showing up, I got brought in pretty easily and then, yeah, it's basically just kind of every every guy that shows up new. It's just we kind of click pretty pretty quickly here. I mean, everybody's very welcoming, so it's mm. doesn't take long for you to get to know everyone. And I mean, we've had a few new guys show up in the last few weeks or a month, but I mean, it's almost like they've been here since I've gotten here. So yeah, nothing really, nothing nothing really takes a while for our room to kind of just gel up. I mean, yeah, it's a great group of guys that always welcomes a new face, and doesn't matter who you are. Playoffs on the horizon, points so much more important now as the weeks move along. Just what's the feel on the team right now heading into this stretch? Um, what, what are kind of the goals as far as, you know, moving into the playoffs here for the team? Um, I think really just grow. I mean, obviously, yeah, like we've talked about already, it's just ups and downs of the season. And I think we've all just kind of realized, like, we're in the playoffs, like, that's just what you got to work towards. And yeah, we just got to grow our mentality of what we can do. And I think once we kind of find that click, I think our team can really have some success in the playoffs. And I think we're slowly, slowly finding that with ourselves. I mean, may not show in the last five, 10 games, but I think just the overall mood in the dressing room, I think we all know what we kind of have to do and it's just Day by day, we're just trying to grow as a team individually, kind of our own skills, maybe our team's way of playing, kind of just, yeah, just find a way to find that extra 1% each day. And, yeah, I think once we once we get that top potential that I know we have, I and we all know that that's kind of our mindset right now is just kind of growing just day by day and once once we hit playoffs i think we'll be we'll be running so off the ice um again newcomer to cranbrook um just how have you settled in and uh just how are you enjoying it out here i know it's been a kind of a weird winter with not a whole lot of snow but i also can't really go out golfing or anything like that so we're in this weird flux here uh, nature wise yeah. but still a lot of great outdoors have you been able to kind of take any of that in um I haven't been on like a lot of people always talk about the hiking here. I haven't, I haven't gone on any, any, any hikes yet, but definitely a few of us have talked about Fisher peak at the end of the season, which might mm. be a little, might be a little bit of a hike, but um, no, I think Cranbrook is a beautiful, beautiful town. I mean, the boys have gone out sliding or like outdoors a bit. You kind of get to see that beauty when you do that, but 
Uh, yeah, the overall overall town is kind of similar to my past uh, past team in Portage. Just obviously, you don't have the mountains around you, but mm-hmm. yeah, I think it hasn't. It wasn't a crazy crazy change. I mean, great fan base. Both both teams just the town loved the loved the team. So I mean, that atmosphere stuck with me, and I like that that it's still here. And um, yeah, I think just the overall. Overall beauty here is, is actually it's unbelievable. I I could live in live around mountains all the time now. I just don't want to leave it. It's it's amazing here, and I have I have great billets that welcome me in, and yeah, it's, it's feels feels like home. Yeah, I always say too. Um, you, you never really get tired of looking at the Rockies. You could kind of stare at that all day. Yeah. Um, you talked about the billets. Uh, when I wind the interviews down, I always like to give the boys a chance to throw a shout out to the billets. So obviously, a huge part of this organization, and uh, you know, making sure you guys are looked after well and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, if you could a little bit about your billet family and how they've been for you. Ah, uh, yeah, I live with uh, Kim and uh, John Tent, and yeah, right from right from day one, I walk in the door and nothing but smiles on their face. I mean, they've been. They've been amazing moving all the way from Manitoba. It's, I think, ooh, I can't really remember the specific hours away, but yeah, quite a ways away from home. And it's just, they welcome me with open arms and they've been, they've been amazing. I mean, they're not, they're always cheerful, always, always going to have a laugh when you're eating dinner or hanging around watching a hockey game with them. And yeah, it's it just make you feel like home. I mean, they always bring their family over and, the whole family is just amazing. They're great people, and I couldn't couldn't have asked for a better situation. All right, and uh, last one for me. I always end it with this: If you have a message for the Cranbrook Bucks fans out there, what is it? Um, I think be ready for playoffs. We're gonna be we're gonna be ready to go, and we're gonna we're gonna put on a show for you guys. Yeah, the, the, the energy in that building during the playoffs, it's uh, second to none as far as the BCHL goes. And I know you haven't been able to experience it yet, but when you do, you'll see it's, uh, you know, they get into it and it, uh, yeah. you know, resonates with the players up to the broadcast booth for sure. So I'm really looking forward to that. And thank you again for uh, taking the time today, Jordan. It's very much appreciated and great to finally have you on again. Yeah, uh, thank you. It's been it's been great to talk. Of course. Once again, fans, Jordan Murray, number four. Thank you, Wiley, for that interview with Jordan Murray. It's, I just enjoy getting to know the other side of players. So uh, make them more human. I always enjoy walking around there as you and I are both like running around the arena before games. And mm-hmm. it's a nice reminder to be like, right, they're teenagers. So uh, and these interviews help me just keep that perspective of, right, you're human, you're a teenager. And uh, gra- glad to have you here and representing our community. So, yeah. So thanks for doing that, Wiley. Yeah, no, I uh, like that we have uh, our love of hip hop in common, too. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, uh, on that note, uh Usher is, you know, the halftime show for uh, Super Bowl. Just saying. If you're watching the Super Bowl. I have a feeling Taylor Swift is going to storm it, and it's actually going to be a Taylor Swift concert. 
<laughs> That's what my daughter's been saying too. Or then Kanye will come out and uh, <laughs> he'll say, Dr. Dre had the best halftime show of all time. Oh, that one from two years ago was awesome with uh, yeah. Dr. Dre and oh Eminem and uh, Soup Dog. Oh, it's fantastic. 50 Cent. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Mary J. Blige. Anyway, I love okay. that you can still make reference about that Kanye West storming the stage on Taylor Swift thing now. But if you look at public perception, uh, which way everybody's gone since then Uh, (laughs) it's fascinating yeah uh well okay before we do the preview of the upcoming three games we've been trying to do a segment of what do you think the next uh news announcement will be that comes within like 24 to 48 hours of the episode dropping so i want to take the opportunity to do that now and then we'll review the upcoming three games so um Wiley, you are usually always very creative with uh, yours because you usually have an inside edge on things. Um, <laughs> how about you creative. tell us? Spoiler. <laughs> how about you tell us what is going to happen in the next 24 to 48 hours after our episode is released? Well, I think I alluded to it earlier that the trade deadline's coming up. And I'm not in the know of anything going on right now but i know that there's probably going to be some discussions on some of the bucks players um especially from teams that are looking to make a run i, I don't think surrey's done with the moves yet so mm-hmm. um you know and you know within the interior too so i i would look for maybe a few more trades to be announced by the time we have to have our next recording but also there's there's been a whole lot of that already so you never know yeah, yeah. chris yeah, I mean, I'll try to come up with something, you know, more original here, but I, I do agree with Wiley. Um, like my tendency right now would be that they're going to add a forward, which I think was what I did last time we did this as well before the roster freeze. Um, mm-hmm. around the time I, I thought they were going to add a forward, which did not happen, but we've kind of seen how the rosters look the last couple of games and then more departures have come. So I think certainly um, it's almost a, uh, a necessity that a forward will have to be added. And and like Wally said, I think there's, we're going to see some players come and go both ways, but uh, certainly I think we can bank on a, some, some depth at least being added up front here for, for the home stretch. That sounds good. So both of you are uh, relying on trades as your uh, tidbit of uh, information. It's just strictly coincidence. It's got nothing okay. to do with. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe a player signing too and for for what it's worth i think the signing deadline is um in march okay uh mine is that we're oh, going to we lost josh's sound for a sec there oh can you hear me now oh. am i back or mine no i can hear you wiley okay but it says my i just got a your connection is unstable so uh, uh i'm a little unstable right now so hopefully you guys can still hear me yeah. Um, perfect. Um, mine is a little bit more on the spoiler side, but I think we're going to have some very cute animals at the arena this coming weekend. That are... You talk about me having an inside edge. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're going to have some puppies on the ice. That's my guess. No, if I wasn't going with that, I would probably be in the same uh mindset of you guys is some sort of trade and i would if i could get really particular i think we'll end up making a deal with a uh, penticton so whoa that would be my that's bold 
That's my bold prediction. Chris's face. <laughs> like, you didn't just say that. So You said the P word. I did say the P word. So. I'm not even going to mind. <laughs> I think that's better than saying trail. We're not going to trade with trail. No, so. I think we're. You're, you're totally saying that a team that wants to win a championship might be like cherry picking good players off teams that might not be as good. I, I see what you're saying. Um, we got a lot of good players. That I I don't know what the difference is of trading them to other teams in the other conference. You guys are all getting mad at me for saying Penticton. Okay, anyway, well, oh, I wasn't mad. I was I was just stoking the fire. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All Another right, thing well, I, I said what it. I said and I backed out. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> yes, Chris. I, I, today, um, before we recorded, that um, there was a trade between I think Powell River and Brooks. So, like the first mm. trade of the after the the AJHL teams were officially uh, invited to or you know announced as as BCHL teams. So, um, I wonder how much of that we might see in the next couple of days, where maybe the Maybe the box will make a deal with one of their new uh, Albertan uh, rivals. Okay. I'm noting these things down and we'll see who is correct. Uh, all right. So let's look at the next three games coming up. So we have this weekend, West Kelowna Warriors are in town. Uh, the Bucks have really had West Kelowna's number. Is There's no real way to say it. We've played them five times and we have won all five games. Albeit except for uh, the one that we just had in uh, January, they've all been one-goal games. The one that we played in January have, was a two-goal uh, game. So uh, so they've been close, but we've we've had their their number this year. So, guys, your thoughts on West Kelowna coming to town? I, well, it's, it's always fun for me uh, when I get to see Trevor Miller. So happy that we'll get to reconnect there, play-by-play voice of the Warriors. But... Yeah, I know this is one that um, we don't have oh. a whole lot of chances for the Bucks to sweep a season series. I was wrong. It's three and one. I keep reading the last yeah. season numbers. I it's three of, and one. Yeah, so I was I incorrect thought there. That there was a lot of games already. The, the yeah, so this will be the fifth game. We are three and one against them. I misread a four three column. We lost four three in October to them, but we so, have yeah. won all the other games. Yeah, as I was saying, they don't have a whole lot of chances to sweep a season series, and they especially <laughs> don't have a chance in this one. Um, you didn't let me finish there, but uh, that's no, where no. I was going with it. Okay, yeah, perfect. <laughs> so, well, sorry. It, it, it is a possible playoff matchup, though, and I think that's mm-hmm. we we talked about this. This is all the matchup, uh, the matchup that we would like to see in the first round, uh, the consensus between the three of us. So. Um, yeah, no, I, I think the team probably maybe feels the same way too. So I would look for a very motivated Cranbrook box team. And um, mm-hmm. also, yeah, our first look at Nick Capasso. Yeah, it'd be great. Chris? Yeah, I think you're right about that, Wiley. It's it's a little bit of a statement game, right? Like each game that we've kind of talked about in recent weeks, you can kind of look at it a certain way and, and judge its importance. But like you said, the possible um, first round playoff matchup, it's a team that the Bucs have had success not only this year, but in years past. So it's a big one there to kind of to leave a mark um, heading into playoffs. Um, and the one thing about that 4-3 loss that you mentioned was, um, I don't know if you guys remember, but it was it was an awful start. 
I think the Bucks were down three nothing in the first period, maybe the first half of the first period, and then yeah. they actually back tied the game, and then mm. almost immediately after tying the game, they gave up a, like a really fluky goal to go down for three, and mm-hmm. then that. Was yeah. So, um, overall, I mean, the the Bucks have definitely had more success in their rank, and I think we're going to see a a team that's uh, coming here on a on a mission from West Kelowna. Um, as they're they're chasing down Penticton and the top teams in the standings on their end. All right, and then on Saturday's game we have uh, Merritt coming to town, and this year we are zero two and one against uh, Merritt, which is very unfamiliar given that we've been like one eight of out of uh, ten games against them previously, so. Uh, just unfamiliar territory uh, against Merritt. Again, uh, they've been one or two goal games, so they've been close against Merritt um, as well. So, yeah, we're welcoming Merritt to town. Guys, your thoughts on this game? Well, yeah, the the Bucks don't have a whole lot of chances to sweep any season series this year, and uh, Merritt's no exception. Um, that's <laughs> I'm going to have to do that to salvage the entire uh, episode, so I'll probably do that for the next preview, too. But okay, um, I'm, I'm excited for this one t- for the return of Luke Faux. Oh, yeah. This will be his first game back since back, the trade. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, too, like we've seen, you know, some trades in the past where some ex-players come back. But I think this is the first time a real cornerstone piece of the team's young history kind of uh, makes a return so I, I i look for him to have a real big game and um again the bucks like you mentioned without a win against merit i know that's something they'll want to change as well so i'm looking for that to be the game of the weekend yeah Chris. yeah no i i agree with wiley like that that luke foe trade like he was he was so popular among the fans and and you know huge fan favorite really popular among his teammates um, a little bit of a shock when he got traded, so it'll be nice to see Luke Fo come back for for one night. Um, and again, Merritt is the team that's directly behind the Bucks in the standings with some games in hand and just a small a small margin there. So uh, again, looking at the standings and and down the road to potential playoff matchups, um, if you want to finish as high as you can, that's that's a game you got to have. Yeah, there's no better way to say that stuff like that. So. That's this coming weekend, and then it's the family day weekend, which in the past it feels like the Bucks have usually played three games that weekend. Uh, but this family day weekend, they are just playing one game on Monday in Vernon. And we've uh, seen Vernon a lot this year. This will be game number seven, and uh, we have a two and four record uh, against Vernon. However, we did just win the last game, two one. And it was we've already talked about the fantastic save by Brady McIntosh. So, guys, your thoughts on uh, this Family Day weekend matchup? First, I, I'm pretty sure that this is a weekend where they were supposed to be in Wenatchee at at some point, at least. So probably. Um, I forget what the schedule. It's a pretty like, big but... gap there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the games in Vernon this season have been among their worst this year. I think it's mm-hmm. fair to say. Um, and I don't know if that's more of a transitional, like just the timing playing during a transitional time for the teams when they had, um, you know, incoming players that were new or hadn't arrived yet or, you know, just uh, things like that. But that's a bad taste that's probably still in their mouth from, you know, those 
bad setbacks to Vernon in Vernon, and especially knowing that uh, they can beat Vernon too, as we've seen mm-hmm. on home ice. Um, so good for them to you know start to establish a bit more dominance on the road and uh, in a building where they've had trouble before. It's a good place to do it. Yeah, and you mentioned some of the struggles against Vernon this year in previous games. And another part of that, I think, is that Vernon in the first half of the year was arguably league. There was a, a stretch mm-hmm. which your conference. So maybe a little bit of both. You know, the Bucks going through some transition while Vernon was was kind of peaking almost because I think now they're down in, in fourth in the conference. It's still a bit of a logjam up there, but Vernon's obviously a very good but. Uh, you know, maybe we're catching them at a better time. We did see the win last weekend at home. So, um, but again, to go into their building and, and get a win is not easy to do, and it'll be a, a good test. Yeah, and just to recap, why we're nervous about that is it's been a three-one, ten-two, and four-nothing loss in Vernon. So, uh, this would be a great time to uh, buck that trend on Family Day weekend. Yeah, and I, I think what will make the game even more intriguing on both sides is um, you know that the coaching staff is not going to let the boys forget about the 10-2 loss mm-hmm. the one time they're up there. Like it's That's your motivation to show up and, and be a totally different team. And then on the Vernon side, to be down here and, and lose that game 2-1, to one, um, you know, it's two teams um, with, with much to prove against each other, so it should be a, a fun one. Absolutely. So that wraps up our uh, uh, preview of the upcoming games. Uh, gentlemen, any last thoughts before we close off? But not really. It's just crazy that it's already, you know, getting into that home stretch now. I think after these games, we have what four or six, six. left at home. Yeah, six home home games. So yeah. yeah, I feel like I end every episode with this now, but just you know, it's. The season goes fast, and the playoffs are kind of a clean slate. Um, so it's now you have to start getting those good habits, and this is a good time to start picking up those habits. Chris, yeah. In addition to agreeing with everything that Wiley just said about playoffs and the season, I I can't believe that we're still talking about the Wenatchee Wild in February of twenty twenty four. Yeah, they're they're living rent free in our heads. <laughs> they still. certainly are. Oh, well, it's hard to not when our the owner of the Bucks is was the all time leader in wins for the franchise. So it's hard to not think about them. I I, I think I told you I did bring that graphic up with Nathan. Yes. He, yeah. Yeah. Kind of. Huh. Neat. Yeah, neat. Yeah, it's. I think for us who have been like fans of the Kootenai Ice, it's just a weird thing. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, well, while we're on the topic, uh, yes. former Wild Star Sam Reinhardt, the NHL and goal. Yes. Uh, sorry, I you were going to say... talk about Micah Berger signing with Surrey. That is a big signing. Surrey is loading up, and. Like they've been number one in the league for most of the year. Like Penticton's been right up there in the dogfight in the interior, but Surrey's been been right up there. Like they're going to be a problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yes, good point about uh, uh, Sam Reinhardt there, crushing the NHL right now, former Kootenay Ice and teammate of uh, Nathan Lewin. All right. Well, I think that does it for this episode of uh, 
Bucktails. Um, happy Valentine's Day to anyone who's listening and enjoy your family day weekend. So from Wiley, Chris, and myself, uh, this is us at Bucktails signing off and take care out there, everyone. Life is like a hurricane here in Cranbrook. Shooting, checking, takeaways. It's our buck nook. Might see a breakaway or a goal on the power play. Bucktails, ooh. Every day they're out there skating. Bucktails, ooh. Goalie makes the save to stop the bucktails. The danger, watch behind you. There's a demon right beside you. Say